This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hello, Marissa Roberto. Usually, Thanks for having me here. Usually, it's a it's a taller fellow that he is, is taller, sitting. But I'm wearing my glasses today, you, you do? so yeah, you, I tried to channel Jones a little bit. You are channeling here. Scott Jones. I guess we should start with talking about Scott. He's sick and he's getting some treatment. And if you want to find out a bit more and maybe post some uh, get well messages, go to getwellscott.epn. TV. You know, thank God that you're in Vancouver, Marissa. <laughs> yeah, but these are tough shoes to fill. They're big and well, they don't quite fit me. It, it, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's definitely been an experience just, yeah, taking on everything that Jones does. My God, he does a lot. I know he does. He's an incredible part of our, our company and everything that we, we do content-wise here. And, and he's sorely missed. Um, oh my goodness, I know. We but, it, you some. know, it, it was really... I have to tell you, like it was really like you hosted reviews a couple times on yeah. your own, and yeah. you hosted EP on your own, and uh, it was it's so, you know, you feel like a papa bear when you see <laughs> stuff like that. I'm just so <laughs> proud of you, you know, and I, I'm Aww. proud of everybody. But it's just, it's really awesome to see people just rise to the occasion and just you know support each other and support the the work that everybody here has to do to get this stuff out every day and well that's the thing you don't you don't even really think about it jones wasn't around because he was sick so we just honestly this team is amazing here so we just all pulled together and we did what we needed to do to get the shows made because you were away as well yeah so uh yeah on the worst vacation ever (laughs) because i was worried about my friend so that's why i had to cut it short that's why i'm back and i didn't want to you know let you just well a i'm worried about him but i don't want you to have to carry the yeah. both shows on your own and do ep radio on your own and vic's basement okay, on your yeah, own ep radio it was a little tough <laughs> yeah. i gotta say because you kind of need that back and forth but even reviews i mean so i kind of felt like i had to start doing shtick or something like i had to start like do i come next time with some kind of yeah do i need a story Costumes, to tell do i i started doing props, impressions i never do impressions i am not a pet <laughs> something do i bring my tap shoes do you want me to bring my tap shoes rob because i will do that just because you you need to fill the space it's such a big space there when there's only one well, person I, and we say this before but there's no script on reviews it's nope. all totally improvised you know we we come up with something for the opening usually to kind of get us going but yeah. the rest of the show is make it up as you go along and have some fun <laughs> and have a Russian accent of some kind even if it I, is terrible oh no I did okay see oh, I that was kind Russian. of a German Dang. one yeah German Luftrausers Luftrausers um, no I uh, well I tried to do Sylvester Stallone that was awful yeah and Can I tried I, I to did, do I didn't see that one can you give, give me the I didn't catch that's Adrian, from the second. Adrian, Adrian. <laughs> okay. You gotta enough. put your mouth like you gotta put your it, mouth sideways. Adrian, Adrian. Okay, I have to stop that yeah. right now. But I'm I oh I also tried to do Cartman, which is the worst. Yeah, I can't do Cartman. Um I just it, you know, I can't really do these impressions either. You just gotta go for it. <laughs> just gotta just put yourself out there and and try. the one thing that I can do is Sean Connery, and what's happening as I get older is I'm turning into the voice of Sean Connery without me trying to, and I don't like that. Okay. I don't. I don't want to shout like well, Sean you... Connery, and I. I and it starts to happen. I don't want to did. shout like this. You did a little Christopher Walken, actually. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know if you meant to do it, but while we were because we were reviewing some things today, and we just we were talking in between the reviews, <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh my god, that was totally the... Christopher Walken, but I didn't say. And my I didn't Christopher want to Walken it. came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's bizarre. You do right. these things enough and they happen. Yeah, so, I mean, we've been, now we've been reviewing together as well. We just started reviewing together. So you're, and it was great. Yeah. It was yeah, totally it's, comfortable. It's, it's different. I mean, you're not Sean. Yeah, you're not, you're not Scott. I'm not, I'm but not we're pals. Scott, but we're just doing it. We're doing it. What's the secret? What's the secret? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to be pals, actually. You have I, to have that. You have to be comfortable. Yeah. You have to be comfortable enough to share your opinion and not feel like you're opinion is not worthy of being shared. Well, Scott's going to so, snort when he hears this because he <laughs> thinks that I never listen to him, but I think the secret is you listen and you react to the conversation. Yes. And you, there is a bit of like getting your point out and fighting to get your point out and, you know, bullying your way. And I learned a lot of that from working with Tommy because <laughs> that guy would just never shut up. So well, it's where's like, Tommy though? Yeah, where's Tommy? Well, I'd have to like fit my stuff in there and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I think that the best, the best moments in a review happen when we're, there's reaction to 
discussion. Absolutely. You know, when there's a, a thought that comes out and it makes you stop and think. And, yeah. And that's our, you know, it's happening with you and I already, and it yeah. felt really good, you know? Yeah. felt really Aww. good. And, and I think Me it's important Luke. to, uh, you know, and I don't want to diminish any of the partnerships that we have. Like, yeah. all of the the team are, are fantastic. But I think it's great that Sean and, and uh, Raju are working with, with uh, or Steve and Raju are working with Sean. I think yes. that's awesome. Oh, I know. It's been so great. I mean, I, I have possession issues, and I'm a little jealous. But uh, it's fine. I like that Sean is working with other people as yeah. well. It's good. It's no, good. it's really nice to it's see. It's a good challenge for everyone, right? Like, yeah. I've loved working with Ben sporadically yeah. when, when I've gone back, or Jose when I've gone back with him. And and, uh, you know, it's th- these are terrible s- circumstances that force us to have to make these changes like this in right. this particular case. But I feel but like these are the things that really show us that we are a team. Yeah. Like that we, we do work together and we can pull through no matter what. Absolutely. So, um, and I think it show. I feel like I, like I want to show these reviews to Scott when he can watch TV again. <laughs> like just to show it and see his reaction. And uh, I think he'll be okay with it. I think it'll be fine that I'm stealing you away from him. Oh, I think so, too. <laughs> well, I mean, and honestly, that's how I met Scott. He was, uh, uh, you know, a part of a group of people that I kind of had to, when Tommy was leaving, I had to make a call on what the hell I was going to do with these shows. I had yeah. contracts to make these episodes, and and uh, I had to make some decisions, so I had to reach out to a bunch of people that I knew, and he was just one of them. Yeah. And I got so much more confident in in the hosting and and uh, working with different people through that whole process, mm-hmm. it was invaluable, you know? Yeah. And it was fun, and it made the show a little bit different every time. And, and you know, uh, I mean, right, that's... But it, you improved as a reviewer... Yes. ...working with all the people that you worked with. And, I, you know, I learned a lot from the, the approach that everybody takes on this, you mm-hmm. know? And I also loved the opportunity to work with people and encourage them to get out of their box and get yeah. out of their, the, you know, their own self-doubt, you know? Oh, yeah, and I was definitely in that. I think I was in that for a really long time because uh, even when I just started with the show, I always felt like I uh, it didn't really matter what I would say. No one's going to really buy what I have to say because I'm a female in this industry and it's yeah. never going to go over as well as if a guy said it. So I always had that doubt within myself after everything that I said and, and after watching every review. Like, I just, even though the fans have been so amazing, they've been so amazing, I've been... I've been welcomed and it, it was just so wonderful to have that mm-hmm. with the fans here but uh, yeah it was just it was just so crazy for me because I, I feel like I always felt like uh, nothing I did would have been good enough anyway yeah. but it's nice to have that reassurance not only from the fans but also from my co-host because Sean was so wonderful with that yep. and then just getting to be here with you and just and seeing myself improve along the way which is what's so great about this job as well is that you put a lot of work into it there's so much work that goes in behind the scenes but then you see it you see it right in front of you because it gets put together and it's on TV and you can watch yourself and see how much you've grown and it's so inspiring just to see yourself grow well and let me tell you something wait till you see yourself at the 10-year mark, you know? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Like, uh, and it, it it's because, honestly, I had this feeling, I've talked to Scott about this before, that you feel like you snuck in the back door. And I yeah. think that's one of the beautiful things about video games and video games media. Um, I, and, you know, honestly, that's all been completely changed now that anybody with a camera is video games media now. Mm-hmm. But when I started, it was, you know, much like you watching the show, yeah. and wondering how you could do something like what we were doing. Um, I was reading the magazines in the 80s and 90s going, well, this is cool, but I'd like to make a TV show out of this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And when I got it on the air, I felt like I snuck in, you know, like I, I cracked some weird mysterious code <laughs> and I had worked out some kind of... So I never felt at home. I never felt worthy. I never felt... I always felt appreciative. I always mm-hmm. felt really... Uh, um, you know, grateful and lucky, and and, and that persists to this day. But it, you know, it wasn't until you know, almost seriously, like ten years in, it's like that Malcolm Gladwell theory of ten thousand hours. You start to feel like you own it, and yeah. it's like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. And now I recognize that, you know, and I could have gone in other direct. Any one of us could have gone yes. in lots of other directions, but mm-hmm. this is a really rare and valuable and rewarding and fun and. Um, you know, treat of a thing to do in a life to be able yeah. to do this, and I I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. Yes. You know, and I I I know that you feel that 
to a degree now, but yeah. as time progresses and as you get stronger and stronger and you yeah. find, you know, new ways and more ways to express yourself and and uh, more accents that you can pull oh, off. Oh, right, the accents. You're going to you're gonna totally feel that. And it's really, it's really cool. It's a great feeling to be comfortable in your own skin. Yes. Yeah, and I think I'm just um, starting to discover those things and, and be more comfortable with myself now. I mean, it's taken a while. Yeah. It's taken a while. I mean, I left home when I was pretty young, and I thought that I had it all figured out then. Yeah. And I was so wrong. So any of you 18-year-olds out there that think you've got it all figured out and you're leaving home for the first time, you're not there yet. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. It took me a little while longer <laughs> to figure <laughs> it out. And I'm just starting to find my footing now, I think. So um, it's nice. It's a really nice feeling to um, have that confidence in in yourself, but also in what you're doing. You know, it's nice to, It's. I, I mean, it's been so nice for just really all of your wonderful messages on Twitter. Who, you know who you are that have been sending me wonderful messages. Like, it's so inspiring. It's so nice to know that, that you recognize um, that I've made a change and that I'm still growing. And, and you can see that and you're, and you're complimenting me. And it's so nice. I'm not good with compliments, but I will take them and I will thank <laughs> you because it's been really wonderful. So I just want to throw that, that out there. That is being good with compliments. That's well, what you do. You take them, you thank you, you hear them, you appreciate them. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to have praise, but I'm always really weary of it. Yeah, I just you, yeah. Listen, this company does not exist with you know, people being able to walk around with a giant head and feeling <laughs> But I like, already have a giant head. I don't fit into most hats. Really, <laughs> no, literal, literal giant heads yeah. are cool here. <laughs> okay, good. Figurative giant heads, not cool. <laughs> not cool. No, you, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as yeah. well, you know, and it's... Uh, uh, it's great that you're here. Holy Christ. I really felt that last <laughs> week. It was like, wow. Holy Christ. We would have been really, I mean, I wouldn't have left. Yeah. Because, but then it would have been me doing the song and dance vaudevillian thing up there. So yep. I'm glad you had to do the solos, actually. that's That was much was better than me. I doing the song and dance. That's for sure. <laughs> Just tap dancing all over this place. Uh, but it's been, honestly, I think it's been great because I've gotten to know um, everyone here a little bit more and I think a little bit faster than I, I would have. Yeah. But it's also made me a lot busier so I haven't really been able to spend the time that I well it also underlines exactly why we needed another person here right. you know like we could have kept the everything going status quo and yeah. Scott and I would have got to the end of another year and went holy Christ do we ever <laughs> you need a, a vacation day off <laughs> I can't fit anymore in my brain <laughs> and, and you know I, that, that will likely now happen to you and I a little sooner <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh yeah well the second we got into the basement I'm like wait what day is it <laughs> like what day is it today <laughs> but I mean once he's back we'll have backup and, and of course uh, yeah you know and, uh, this 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 shakeup becomes another education as well, you know? Yeah. Never a dull moment. No, but that's what life is about, yes. right? We're just Especially <laughs> rolling with the punches. in the media business. Oh, yeah. yeah. The media. Hey, everyone. The media business is really tough. Yes, it's, it's crazy. Tough, but we're honestly, we're making it work, and I, um, it's just nice to have the support that we've had yeah. so far. Not just, not just internally from everybody here, but all of the fans, like all your wonderful messages are just Yeah, phenomenal. a lot has happened, too. Like yeah. I went away on the vacation, at just, I think, just like a week after we launched EPN.TV, but yes. a lot has happened. Like the Now Loading show happened, and you yeah. pr promoted that last week on EPN yeah. on the Vic's Basement uh, podcast. But EPN.TV. TV has been really well received. People are really digging the new kind of look and feel to the site. It's a lot easier to kind of see everything. The unification oh, I'm so is proud good. Of it. I, th I love it. I think it's the strongest web, you know, brand we've had or web destination that we've had. And there's a lot more work that's still going into um, uh, the the sort of customization across different platforms. Right. There's a new app that's coming that's going to, you know expand on everything that's available on the sites. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the network stuff is going to grow as well. We're, we are going to be, you know, uh, attaching uh, other partners to uh, the EPN experience. Our Academy right. is continuing to grow and change and evolve. If you haven't signed up for our Academy, do it. You have to do that. Lock it, down your gamer tag. I've already got mine, so. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to, because it's different people that are working on it. It's not us internally that are working right. on our Academy, so I don't want to take the thunder away. Oh, sorry. That was my chest. I just cracked it. It's all Sorry. good. But uh, <laughs> in the forums on our Academy, you can get a pretty good kind of uh, hint as to what is coming. And it's not just information. 
yeah. there. It's not just the sharing of information across the forums and you know looking at uh, your leaderboard stats compared to somebody else's mm-hmm. uh, and you know creating a community. That's not just what our academy is. There's a lot more coming. So um, check it out. Yes, just uh, whatever. Sign up with your gamer tag. At least put that in there right now. And obvi- and one of the things too that we I want everybody to be aware of is that we are trying to um, uh, have a unified uh, user experience mm-hmm. on EPN or our academy, so that you'll sign in uh, once and you'll be able to be across the whole thing. And there will be message notifications and stuff like that, and and new content notifications. So once you're logged into the experience, there's going to be uh, a much more kind of interactive kind of right. reward out of being there. So I'm excited well, about, you know, this next year of uh, implementation. Oh, yeah, for EPN just in general. Yeah. I'm just so proud of it. I'm so proud of it. I love that people are going to it now and they're recognizing how amazing it is. What would you say that the experience is at EPN.TV? I, I think it's, uh, I, I think it, what it is is it really kind of, is a much clearer look at how much content we make. Yeah. Because I think we, uh, just with the two daily shows, have made some of the most content in this space in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think what we've recognized is that the web stuff, we can't just treat as an, uh, you know, an augment to what we uh, deliver to television every day. It needs Mm to um, be additive. It needs to sort of take all of that stuff and then we need to throw in some new, uh, you know, content, new ways in, uh, to the worlds that we cover that's exclusive to that destination. And right. I think that it's going to become increasingly more important for us. But EP Live, I'm very, very proud of. I love that we can have 20-minute discussions with really cool people. I love that we can stream this stuff live. Yeah. Um, and then we can use pieces of that content in other ways and sort of give a, people a little taste or a little teaser of some of those conversations. Those are going to uh, get cooler. Yeah. We're going to have uh, more interesting guests. We, we've we got, a, a, you know, more and more interesting guests as we keep going with it. We've got a great guest this week. Yes, we do. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm I'm proud of it all. I'm proud of the fact that the other uh, team members behind the uh, the camera are starting to sort of let their voices yeah, be heard. Yeah, with now loading. I think it's so great. I want more of that, too. And yeah. I, I, I also want us to develop and... Um, and uh, and we are developing some other types of content, other types of shows that we haven't traditionally sort of done mm-hmm. in the TV space. Like Marissa's baking show. I I'm not. <laughs> I really want to do that. I, I think. No, I really want to do that. So yeah, don't be surprised okay. if we get into some other kinds of <laughs> other kinds of some areas. Random things. It's going to show up in an apron and get some baking done. Well, I, I think that, that you know we are um, not just games. No, you of know? course not. Well, we're people. We're people, yeah. You know, and I think we talk about a very uh, expansive amount of material across the content that we work on, and and uh, you know, I think that there's some interesting new ways in mm-hmm. that kind of correlate with the way that e- each of us is living our lives. Right. That uh, uh, you know helps us survive and helps us, you know cope well, with this digital life that we have yeah, and because we have to put down the devices at some point totally. like they need to be put down they need to be put away for a second because guess what we need to eat yeah we need to eat we need to do other things we need to interact with people around us so yes. i think uh yeah i think it'd be cool if we could just uh, yeah i'm gonna do talk some about baking. other things talk about other things yeah like baking <laughs> and Maybe other things, but that's all I love in my life. I mean, I can also host a baseball show if you want me to do that as well. Just let's do whatever, Victor Lucas. Well, let's just we, yeah, we open may, the floodgates. Uh, I, I speaking like, of... I like sports kinds of stuff. Well, yeah, speaking, speaking of... Speaking of the floodgates, we just saw... Noah. <laughs> we just saw Noah. Which is in theaters now, and uh, I've been... You know, excited to see this because I love Darren Aronofsky. He's uh, yeah. the wrestler and, and Black Swan and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, lots of cool movies pie very very smart yeah I mean I was I want to say I was excited to see this one I can't say that because we already know the story I felt like we've we've obviously everyone has heard the story of Noah and the Ark one of two of every animal one female one male so they can repopulate even though there's a lot of incest involved with the story of Noah but a lot of biblical tales actually involve a lot of incest so. well they're allegory they're meant to be yeah. a uh, you know, all, simplification yes. of of a of a starting over kind of process the the, the whole going back to Eden kind of from yeah. the beginning kind of thing I know and 
if you that's that's kind of the weird thing when you turn it into a movie is you get very uh, um, literal you know yes. like it's right there for you it's like okay well this is how a man would deal with having to build a yeah. giant boat to put all of these and it, how it would well they did and then it was very human it, and that it, was that was the interesting part about it but it was also because so, it was so literal yeah it was it doesn't make sense confining yeah. You know, as expansive and ambitious as the movie was, and they they had great visual effects, and they wanted it to be this, you know, fantastical, you know, bit of escapism in addition to this, you know, religious allegory. Yeah. Uh, and I think they delivered on that. They did. It's still confined by the literal sort of qualities of the message. And it's on point, you know, we're all worried about the... You know the the ice melting around the world and us drowning in in uh, you know modern day oh God, times. I'm getting really deep here. And, yeah, I know. You know. And Elon and Musk sh- should be working on an arc that carries us to another planet. You know, and and we we can think about that and put it side by side with what's going on today. Yeah. But that's boring. Yeah. You know, well, and at the end result, when you watch the film, it's like, okay, yeah, I can piece this together already, or the the imaginings of this story in my mind are because the story is so damn familiar, are much broader and much bigger than what even your army of people could deliver to the screen. Right. Well, there's a lot... With me and just watching the movie, there was a lot of back and forth. I felt like I, I, I wasn't into it anymore, then I was back into it again, and I feel like a lot of that came from the performances that we saw because yeah. they were really great. I mean, there's some amazing actors in this movie, um, particularly Jennifer Connelly. Um, but there was also some very attractive men <laughs> in the movie as well. His sons are incredibly good looking. How did that happen? I don't know. Just to, just to pull I, in the ladies? I, I, I don't that's have the answer. Did. Yes. They, to pull in the ladies to get well, that That's Leonardo the other thing about the movies. You can see the studio machine at work oh, thinking yeah. about how they're going to put bums in seats to, yeah. to make their money back on this thing. And, and, Let's uh, make tra- a son look like Jesus because he really did. Yeah, and trading <laughs> on this like this uh, fervor and this... Uh, uh, this this bankable kind of like we know if we we hit these quadrants in the religious sector where we know what the return is going to be. Yeah, all of that is kind of gross to me. It you know? is, but I don't think. But they're not making money off of people that follow anything to do with the Bible. Oh, I, I feel th- like I feel like there's no way people that actually are into their no. I think I think this is a very well researched film. I think it costs a couple hundred million dollars, you know, all told with marketing. And they know exactly what it's going to make in return. I don't know. With, you know, partially measuring this against other uh, religious-based films. Yes, but when did those religious-based films come out? That Mel Gibson movie came out a long time ago. It's true. And this is before Mel Gibson. See, this is the shit you think about when you go see a movie called Noah. That's right? true. This is the the unbearably tedious, boring, trivial shit that you think about yeah. when you should just be lost in the film. And Aronofsky mm. is such a brilliant filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I would rather he have made The Fountain too than you know Noah. You know, and The Fountain didn't make any money, and it was just this huge pretentious art film. But it was way more interesting than a literal interpretation of someone's I take mean, on, on uh, you know, the fantasy elements of the Bible through yeah. the Noah story. Oh, know? yeah, but there was some stuff in there that just, uh, no, there's no way. Like, I'm just thinking of my um, Catholic school teacher. There's no, like, she would be outraged. She would yeah. be outraged to see this movie. So I can't, I can't, I don't know who this movie is for. I really don't. I know that if you go into it not thinking about those things at all, you, you'll yeah. still enjoy yourself because it's right. entertaining. It's very entertaining. It is it's a story. It's an and it's an interesting story. Yeah. But to not think about the way you knew the story, like don't you have to let go of all of that to actually sit there and enjoy it, not think about those things. And the message is pure, but it's such an oversimplification. Yeah. In a very complicated time. But then with these fantastical elements to them, too, like just yeah. there's some witchcraft in there. Like there's some stuff happening that... Giant rock uh, creatures that look like right out of Galaxy Quest. Yes. Like a whole army of those guys. Yeah, that was yeah, strange. I know. So, I don't know, maybe they're mixing a little I mean, I, the Rings player. I, I gave it a seven, you gave it a seven. I did give it a seven, I don't yeah. really g- think that people should go see it, though. I mean, I, I, I applaud the, the movie, but it's like, just wait till it comes out on video or TV or whatever. Right. You know? I don't know if this is... Well, that's the thing, too, is that you need to uh, make sure that you have a bathroom close by because... <laughs> 
you can't you can't sit in a theater that whole time. It's a really long movie. It's really long. Uh, oh, or did you, it just seem long because I had to pee? I don't know. You could bring uh, what are those things? Catheter? You could bring oh, a catheter yeah. with you? <laughs> or a, or a two liter uh, soda <laughs> bottle with you? you just... Yeah, that just reminds me of Jones <laughs> and his. Oh. He had to have a catheter, but he does not have a catheter. He's good. He's good. He was Jones and refused it. Let's talk about Luftrausers. Luftrausers. This is a game I thrust on you. This is something I played while I was on the plane. Incessantly came out. You get so excited about these things. I do. I love when cool games like this hit when I'm on a vacation, on vacation, (laughs) or on a trip somewhere. Well, it's very convenient. They must know. Okay, when is Victor Lucas going on vacation? Let's release it right now because we didn't know when this game was coming out. Let's make something awesome. So they found out that Victor Lucas was going on vacation. No, now's the time. They were just waiting for you to get out there. Listen, this is something I saw. E3 last year. Uh-huh. Infamous was the other big one that uh, was a huge deal. But I saw this at the pre-E3 Judges Week last year. And out of the huge collection of games that Sony had on uh, on display, and there was mm-hmm. a ton of them. None of them were for the PS4 at that thing. It was just all PS3. And they had Rain, and they had uh, uh, Dropkick or Divekick, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Lots of indie, lots of big budget stuff. They had The Last of Us. I remembered this game. I didn't remember what it was called, but I played it, and I was like, this is cool. I think I'm going to dig this. But that was well, because, a year ago. Yeah, but that's because it's just so, it feels so old school that you're just pulled into well, it because you love that no, stuff. No, the nostalgia hits for sure, but yeah. the game is tight, and this is made by Vlambeer. These are the guys that did Ridiculous Fishing, which is... Which is really good. Which was a fun game, right? Yeah. A much better game than you initially think it is. Lot, lots of depth in that thing. Yeah, for sure. Same is true here, mm-hmm. and it has um, you know uh, time pilot like maneuverability, which is a classic arcade game, which I'm going to have to introduce to you. I know that this is probably stuff that you weren't <laughs> even born you with when this game came out, but it was an incredible <laughs> game uh, where you were piloting a uh, piloting craft that would jump through different time periods. So you'd okay, be in, I don't in like the piloting in, things. In, in, well, this is 2D stuff. Okay, you can handle 2D. Yeah. So they they had the. Uh, uh, you know, like World War One, and then you go mm-hmm. through the Vietnam area, v- Vietnam era, and then you're fi- finally uh, shooting at uh, UFO and stuff like that. <laughs> okay. All right, it's really cool. But they did something similar with this because you're you're getting prototype Nazi aircraft, basically that you're getting to fly around in. You can customize them. You can dive into the water. You can go under the ships and well, yes, you can them. dive into the water, but it really the game just forces you to go into the water. It's not like you're doing there. that out of your own volition. Yeah. This is just uh, this game is fun. It definitely has a lot of elements that pull you back in. There's challenges in there, much like the games that I have played many of on the iOS, where yeah. there's just uh, a constant challenge being presented to you, and that's exactly what this game does. It does it very well because you're in control of the challenge. Every time you change something about your plane, um, the challenge changes as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, so, no, I still gave it a good score because it's still a fun game, but you're just a little too excited about it. That's all. It hits my quadrants. Yeah. That's my phrase now. It hits my quadrants. Is it enough for people to buy a Vita, though? I no, it's know. not a, this and, and Ollie Ollie and the Spelunky. Yeah. Okay. The Those Vita, honestly, together. it's my favorite handheld again. It's my favorite handheld. Yeah, but you're a gamer, Victor Lucas. I'm a gamer. You know, iOS is great. There's lots of choice, for sure. The 3DS has all the fantastic Nintendo first party, Mm -hmm. but the Vita has a great breadth of titles. It's got a great breadth. There aren't enough AAA big games that really matter on the machine, and I need to fix that. But in terms (laughs) of the mobile stuff, the old PS1 stuff that you can play, some of the PSP library... It's a great machine. I know, but now Ali Ali is going to be on the consoles, yeah. and Spelunky is already on the consoles. So, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if you can if you can pair these games, if we can tie them all together, if you can get them game. And Zelda is not on the Vita. Zelda's not on the Vita. <laughs> and so. that and that last Zelda game, honestly, is one of the best things I've played in years. It was <laughs> such a good thing. It's such an amazing game. How I mean, far for, did it make it? It made it pretty far in a Rocket and Reagan. And right? it, you know, I think about that game all the time. Okay, but you also think of other video games. You also think of handheld controllers yeah, that I do, we also yeah. reviewed this yeah. week. <laughs> and you also think of fancy cameras. You have a lot on your mind. I, I'm, I'm into this the blinky <laughs> lights and the... I love all this shit, man. I, I love the future. But you know what? This virtual reality purchase... Oh, Facebook? Freaks me out. Yeah. And it's not Facebook so much. It's just the idea that it, it, we are... We're going to have no choice but to get lost in screens and to continue that 
course. We're going to have no, like, there will be no escaping pretty soon. No, but we're already, I mean, it's already, we're already too far gone. We're really already too far gone. I don't even see, uh, I don't even see people without their phones anymore. I know. You know, it was really cool. Well, not really cool because it's awful, but uh, because we played Infamous as well. Uh, this week, and even some of the people, just um, characters running around the city of Seattle, some of them had cell phones in their hands and they were running. And that was so, like, wow, that's like real life. That is yeah. real life. I see people running down the street all the time with their cell phones out, looking at their phone, looking up, and just running. Like, they're still living their lives. They're getting things, something to do, but they're still in their phone. Even yeah. as they're running or walking down the street, yeah. they're still in their phone. That's what do you so think upsetting. about the wearables? Do you, are you a fan of the Google Glass idea and the watches? And the... I, I'm, I don't like the whole Google Glass thing for reasons that I mean the pervy yeah yeah those things really oh just I've seen so much garbage working in because I've worked in stadiums yeah um and I've gotten really upset with uh patrons at stadiums before I've seen a lot of perviness happen just with cameras yeah um like just a lot of women going up the stairs and taking pictures I don't like that there's a lot of things like that that happen in a world that maybe uh people aren't as aware of, but it happens all of the time, and I really try to be cognizant of that. But uh, with the Google Glass thing, I feel like that happens a lot more than we'd like to think it does. Yeah. Um, but I know I know all the reasons why it's cool and why it's good. But unfortunately, we just don't live in a I, safe world. We don't I'm live in a place. I'm not convinced about why it's good or cool. I mean, yet. we know the reasons, like they've said them, but I I don't uh, I don't buy into it because of all of the bad people that are in this world, and I can't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. It's just a kind of, it's a scary place. It's a scary place, and I feel like these devices only well, that make sucks. it easier for the scary people, That too. sucks that, that, you know, that's the first thing that you think about. That's, and yeah. that, you know, hopefully this, this changes in this world for women, you but, know. Hopefully it oh does, God, you know. I and I, I don't know if the, if the advent of this technology and the pervasive you know, access to this technology introduces a new kind of consciousness about how to be, uh, you know, how to be better behaved and, <laughs> how to you know, be yeah, like it's to just, keep it uh, reined in. No, I mean, what, what is so crazy to me about all of this, uh, about just the perviness and, and just seeing a lot of it happen is that there's so much crap on the Internet that you can see all the time. Yeah. I don't know why you need to continue with it outside of that like well, just okay. contain it so to that, your computer there's you know? that pervia aspect yeah. of it but I'm also I also have that to say about just the general state of information and yeah. this constant stream of of uh, data that's mm-hmm. coming into our brains mm-hmm. and by adding these wearables and this virtual reality in a way uh, like what happens to reality oh, you know no, what happens no. to just a walk but there's no real in the life woods, anymore. You no, know? No, there's none of that. Or, or I mean, going down to the beach. Like, what happens? I mean, there are still people that do that. And I'm noticing a lot of that in Vancouver as I've been here for a few weeks now. Yeah. And there is a lot of that. People go for walks by the seawall or just taking totally. their kids to the park, which is so wonderful. But it warms my heart to see those things, whereas that should just be an everyday thing totally. that people do all the time. Yeah. But it isn't. These are things that... People are taking time out of their device to go do, which is wonderful, but it should be, we, we, we should live those lives normally and then go to our device when we absolutely have to. We go to playgrounds with, with our kid and, and yeah. they're empty. Of you course, know? yeah. You know, like, what the hell? I know, it's sad. It's a sad world yeah. that we're living in and it's just getting worse, really, and that's, with the devices. But, that, but none of that excites me. And I'm in this industry, I'm exactly, in this media, I'm excited yeah. about the technology, I'm excited about games, I'm excited about, you know, cameras, but... But we're not excited about people getting lost in yeah, things. Yeah, I'm not excited. And I, yeah. I really want people to find balance. I really want people to have, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think, you're, you know, back to your point about a, a cooking show or other kinds <laughs> yeah. of content, I think that's part <laughs> of what the... You know, we've, we're 20 years into this with EP. I think that's yeah. that's our evolution is like, how do we expand on, on this world as we're taking it in? And, yeah. and maybe there is a little bit of a you put down the screen kind of uh, element to some of the stories that we'll tell, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, that's, I think that has been the reason why we've been around for so long is that mm-hmm. we've always been more about people and personality than... Uh, product, right? You know, we've had the product. We've yep. talked about it. We've uh, reviewed it. That's we've, always it, there. Yeah. It's always there, but it's also not the most interesting thing about what we do. The no. most interesting thing about what we do are the people we interview mm-hmm. about the stuff that they work on. Yes, and the reviewers and their opinions about the stuff that we engage with. 
you know? Right, and that's what's so fascinating. I love going out and getting a story and talking to someone that's just made something that they're so proud of. They're so proud of it, and I love getting that from them, right, and feeding off of that energy. It's so nice, but it's it's a labor of love. When it's a labor of love, it's always wonderful to take that story and to tell it and share it with the world because you want everyone to be proud of of what that this person has done. And that's so what I makes like it tough when stories. you're alone in the studio, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is honestly the way that most of these kinds of shows get made. Right. And I think that that's what, one of the things that really limits the uh, freshness of the content mm-hmm. and also the um, uh, the evergreen quality of the material. I think, uh, you know, looking, and we've, we just saw this when we released episode or season one of EP as part of the, you know, people signing up for EPN. Yeah. All of our shows, I mean, not every show wins and not every segment in every show is an awesome thing or whatever. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we are constantly evolving and trying to think of new ways and get better. And there's a lot of, you know, we've made lots of crap stuff too. I'm yeah, not yeah. going to say that. But I think what's interesting about our material is that there is a bit of a time capsule quality to it because it's not just somebody talking about outdated technology right. or outdated gameplay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's a conversation usually with another person um, uh, about emotional value f- f- uh, about these products and about yeah. these these creations, you know, and, and these aspirations. And I think that stands the test of time, you know. Yeah. And I think we can adapt that viewpoint uh, to talk about other stuff, you know, that isn't reality TV, that isn't free-to-play right. shit games. And oh, man, all the evils in our world. Yeah. Reality TV and free-to-play that, yeah. shit games. Yes. There are, but that's the thing, too, is that I've, I've been, because I went to Ludiev a little while ago, yeah. and they do make a lot of free-to-play games, and I'm so anti-free-to-play, so I wanted to talk to them about that as well. Yeah. And they're... The thing is that there are people too, and they're making this product, and they and they and these people have jobs, and they all work together, and it's such a nice environment they have at their workplace, and so they see it from a different point of view, but and they also see it as that they're not actually trying to take money from consumers. If they want to give them money, they can, yeah. but they you still need like they still need money. Yeah. So I just I feel. Uh, it, it makes me feel dirty when I think about it because I still feel like it's kind of like a dirty business, but. There's and still people with jobs. And yeah, no, not no, and there are evil. exceptions to the uh, to the free to play stigma for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, Warframe is an excellent example. There are, uh, you know, World, World of, of Tanks. Tanks. World of Tanks. Yeah, the so uh, much fun. Uh, what's that mech game that uh, is um, a ton of fun? I, I forget the name of it right now. Um, but you know, like there's there's definitely some good content out there for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, I, and I you know and we find them all the time on these things, but. Um, I think we're in danger of being consumed by the lowest common denominator, you know, yeah. and just and having people uh, build businesses the easiest, quickest, most efficient way to kind of pull people's pennies out of their pockets. Right, that's the saddest thing. That's and then, the saddest and thing. then, you know, all of these dreams to kind of showcase this medium and and its you know true potential and yeah. its uh, its reach, its ambition, mm-hmm. uh, are very diminished. Because I yeah. think it's going to be, uh, you know, and I see this. It's very hard to create compelling stories about, you know, very limited games that are just, uh, you know, the, they're the low-hanging fruit type of experiences. I know. You know? I know. Like they're I they're, they're of, derivatives yeah. on Flappy Bird and things like that. Oh, you know? man, the low-hanging fruit analogy. Yeah. That comes into play so often all the time. I just feel like not even with games, just with anything. And I feel like, especially just being here and, and bringing it back to this now, bringing it back to the office, yeah. this is not nobody here reaches for low-hanging fruit. Yep. Everyone is working their butt off here. And it could be, and, uh, you know, sometimes I am asked why I don't have more followers or don't do have this or that and I always say it's because I don't reach for the low hanging fruit yeah. and I don't uh, you know put myself out there in that way like the easy way because we should never take the easy way no why, why would you take the path that's already laid for you yeah. why not build something different and, and, and try something new so yeah it ties back to games for sure but I think it also ties back to just the way we work here in general yeah making a choice and, and low hanging fruit yeah and feeling uh, uh I don't know, feeling proud of what we're building too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I, I want to give something back to the world too that I can be proud of later in life and not think, yeah. oh my God, what was I doing? Ooh. Yeah. Just to see, you know, like I don't, I don't want any of that. I, if I have kids one day, I want to be able to share what I've done yeah. and, and feel proud of it. So 
um, yeah, I really, really, it's thanks to you that I've had this opportunity. So thanks, V. Lou. Oh, come on. Just, oh, oh, oh come on. <laughs> Keep it thank, coming. Thank, <laughs> 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 All right, we're keeping things on. But what else, what else did we see this week? We, we just saw Noah, but we played Infamous. Yes. So and that review airs today. I mean, I think it's a, yeah. it's a really solid game, but it's uh, it's a little limited in 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 the storytelling. I felt like yeah, no offense to Troy Baker and and the work that went into uh, Delson Rowe and and Reggie Rowe and all that. I just didn't really care about the characters all that much, and I, I no. missed Cole and I missed uh, I forget the the supporting guy, but I missed the 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 cast of. Well, they were a bit more gritty, right? Like they yeah. were a bit more, they were a bit more real in that way, and their relationships were a little bit more um, believable. But uh, it's weird because Troy Baker actually is best friends with the brother character, that, Reg- uh, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie. Yeah, they they really are best friends in real life. So I was thinking, oh my god, this relationship is going to be amazing in the game. It's going to be so awesome. I'm going to feel it, and I did feel something there, but it wasn't as deep as I thought it should have been. So, uh, well, the cutscenes aren't uncharted quality or last no. of us quality no. either. And I think that part of that's part of it as well, you know, yeah. like there wasn't enough uh, and maybe it's because the gameplay was just so big. It was. And so, you know, you're talking about super heroics and all that stuff that they they just got so crazy that when they when they went to the cutscenes to try to give you smaller, truer moments, they just didn't resonate. They didn't feel authentic. No. Whereas in Uncharted, you're going to have those big things as well, but they're not super powered. Right. You know, their their kind of environmental stuff is crumbling underneath them, and the the and, and same with The Last of Us. Is the the storytelling is a little more intimate, a little more honest, a little more uh, grounded. And I think yeah. that this needed to be fantastical and big. Um, and that fidelity is there to kind of tell us the the, the, the visual stories, but the, it didn't feel as rooted. No, it didn't pull you in the way you would want a story to pull no. you in. But everything else about the game is fun. so much fun. So fun. It's such a great game, and it's such a big seller for the PS4 as well. It's selling a lot of copies. I don't even think it really needs our endorsement, but I, I feel like um, it's there's enough there to warrant people to go and... I mean, oh, if you have the PS4, you got to get have it. A, yeah, well, yeah, you need it. If you yeah. have the PS4, you need it. What else are you playing on your PS4 right it's now? Not my Kill Zone? It, yeah, <laughs> it's not my favorite Infamous game, though, and that was, was surprising. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really revolutionize the franchise, yeah, other than the visual tricks and the frame rate and the and the you know ca- the caliber of the experience. It's yeah. just more of what's already been implemented, and yeah. and I think Infamous Two was a bigger achievement, you know, and I think the. The freshness of Infamous One is is hard to hard to knock, you know, hard I to mean, beat. I, but is it that surprising though that it didn't blow you out of the water? I feel like with a lot of these big games now, I I feel like I'm so excited, I'm so excited. But why did I hype it up so much in my head? Why I, I, I got to tell you something. Excited? I was pretty damn impressed with Killzone Shadowfall. Okay. I was pretty impressed with that game, and and because it was a very different experience than mm. uh, the previous Infamous games, they didn't really just paint by the numbers the the same thing. They had a lot more mobility with the character. The story got a little ridiculous and and convoluted, but uh, mm. uh, I I dug that experience. I thought mm. that it was a you know a really good uh, solid first person shooter, next gen visuals kind of you know escape. And I don't think that it's as good of a you know game in in in, in holistically as Infamous Three is mm-hmm. or Infamous Second Son yeah. is, but I think the Infamous games on in general have just been stronger games all the way along. So I was expecting more out of this than I was out of Killzone, and Killzone was a was a uh, a better PS4 surprise for me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of just disappointed with the rollout of games in general for these next-gen consoles. Yeah. Um, it's just disappointing because we spend so much money. And we're lucky because, you know, we didn't have to spend the money. Yeah. But people are spending so much money on these consoles, and I feel like they deserve a lot more than what they've been getting. Um, so I'm just hoping for something more, something more that I could say, look, it's totally worth it. The PS4 is totally worth it. The Xbox One is totally worth it because of this. And I don't, 
I, d- I don't know what it is yet. I don't know what well, we're going to have. There's back. nothing that you can't also get on the other machines. It's almost right. comparable, you know, like on the PS3 or the Xbox 3. So you can play Assassin's Creed 4, which is amazing on the PS3 or, or 360. Like you can play Lego, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, most of the best is already on the other Available. things still. Yeah. yeah. But you remember how, uh, how many PS2s sold after the PS3 came out. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. So I feel like maybe people are going to start buying PS3s now. Yeah. If they're waiting for the PS4 because they can get a discount. I don't know. Now the PS4 is more money as well. So, ooh. I know. I am liking the uh, the cross-buy stuff, though, and the cross-pollination stuff. I think that's that cool. Sony is yeah. really... Uh, they're hitting some cool marks there. Like, if you buy something that is also playable on the PS3 or a Vita, it's one price and you get it all across. At Switch, should always be. Nintendo should be exactly the same, but uh, uh, I think that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, in these smaller experiences like Luftrausers, um, Luftrausers, I, you know, I love that, but I think you're right. I think that the, the, these aren't the system sellers, the AAA mega blockbuster, huge budget, and I've been saying this over and over. Yeah. Like that stuff is where the investment should be. The people should not be worried that those are drying up, that these companies aren't there to make these awesome things. And but E3 this year. How could they not be worried? Everybody though? is. Right. Everybody is. I'm We've worried. been worried. Yeah. I've been talking about it like crazy in Vic Space. But E3 this year, they have got to bring the noise. They've got to have release dates. I mean, Batman Arkham Knight is like, I feel like the whole industry now. Why, of course you mentioned Batman. Well, to think about that <laughs> game as the salvation of this year, right. you know, like, yeah. is there another game that's coming out this year that's, that, that is more significant? I mean, Elder Scrolls Online is coming for well, uh, that, yes. Evil Within, but then that's also on the previous gen. I think people were kind of bummed out about the breadth, the, the lack of depth and, and uh, amount of content in Metal Gear uh, Ground Zeroes. Well, that was not even cool. That was not cool. So I think it's all kind of... It, you know, on Batman right now, and that's great for me. Well, sure, it's good for you, but not for those of us that don't really rely on superhero games yeah. to fill our time. So I'm not sure. <laughs> like, we need some next we, gen only. I mean, yeah. Assassin's Creed, the uh, the the. Well, Unity. okay, let's stop with the Assassin's Creed. Already. <laughs> like that is enough talk. You mentioned Assassin's Creed, I think, four times now today. Yeah, <laughs> so Walk, yeah and Watch Dogs, but that's going to be on the previous gen as well. Well, I mean, I've been really enjoying uh, everything from Telltale. Yeah, um, it's still not. So I know, I know, it's still not. It's because I can still play that. I play those. Uh, with my Xbox 360, so yeah. it's not. Um, no, we need those. Nothing for next gen games. Well, we I mean, if Scott things. were here, he would say how he's not looking forward to E3 this year. He thinks it's going to suck because he's told me that a million times already. Yeah. How he thinks it's going to be well, terrible. GDC, I was expecting it to be a lower turnout, or, or you know, there was some big news at, at GDC with the uh, with the the Sony VR announcement, and obviously this Facebook purchase of Oculus is coming off right at the tail end of this. Oh, uh, but there were 24,000-plus people at GDC this year. It was a block, but it broke records. Hmm. So there's a lot of people making games. Um, you know, hopefully, yeah, but there were big companies that were not there, right? Yeah, I mean, hope, but hopefully there's lots of development coming for these these uh, traditional consoles. You know, Hopefully mm-hmm. this E3 will turn our doubts and our fears around, and we'll see that you know month after month for the, th- for the Xbox One and the PS4, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be some more sort of good bubble news out of the There's Wii U. There's something there. Hopefully. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like, even thinking about the Wii U anymore. No, I, I mean, I'm excited that uh, we're, there will be no shortage of things to play on the uh, on iOS. Of and course. Android is growing, and Google's probably going to have a console soon, and, and uh, Amazon's <laughs> going to have a I'm excited about all that stuff. That's and great. And RIP, too, yeah. But I want to see our traditional business, our, our, our Nintendo, our Sony, and our Microsoft consoles supported with huge games. And I think that's the that's the pull. That's the excitement. Those are the heat seekers. Those are the things that lead us forward. You know, we talk about aspirational. That's what we need. And well, Infamous charts pretty well. It does. It does. It's on the right path. That's for sure. Like one of those every month. Ooh, yeah. One of that that scale every month. The thing is, like Titanfall is... Titanfall's amazing. ...is crushing it right now. And so many people are over the moon about Titanfall. But Titanfall's also... Candy. ...coming up for 360, so... Yeah. And Titanfall 2, probably on the PS4. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because sure. EA's got the uh, the exclusive, you know, the the full publishing rights on where they go with it from here, and it's all right. It's a success, and probably not as big of a success as EA wanted it to be. Uh, but there's no there's no first person. If Scott were here, he would say there's yeah, no there's no, there's no solo player. player, and that's the big complaint, the big knock yeah. on it. But uh, I know, it's but still... but it's selling, so people are obviously enjoying the online. And I didn't I didn't think that I was ever an online gamer for a long time. I would just never go online because. The minute you, know, you start talking, were, the minute I open my mouth, yeah. well, why don't you go cook something? Shouldn't you be in the kitchen right now? Unbelievable. I got a lot of that. Um, or I bet you're fat. I bet you you're a fatty. I would get that a lot. Well, you know what? <laughs> so Xbox so is uh, going to start um, clamping down on reputations. So Good. if, if uh, you, know, you have a bad reputation, you're going to be shut out of a lot of software. Well, I need to know what's going to happen here with the uh, PlayStation, um, that forum that they have on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. It's there's some bad things going down with that, and I don't really like it at all. Like sometimes oh, yeah. I'll just go to it, and people are posting videos of things that they should not be posting videos of. I know it gets taken down, right? But there needs to be like a ban on these people that are doing these terrible things, yeah. or just ooh, like I just feel like they're using it as a. I mean, I don't want to say, but it's uh, um, there it's needs a bad to be scene. a general kind of s- sort of sensitivity kind of boost in our our business and our yeah. and, you know the fan base around. All of this stuff just needs right. to kind of mature and be a little more kind of respectful, you know? We're oh people God, at the other end of these damn screens, you know? And I think that's I what, know. you know, it's this loops back to what we're talking about. That's what we're forgetting about when we're just walking around with our, st- our noses Devices. stuck in our phones. Well, you, you forget. You forget these people are actual human beings. Yeah, you forget. I know. And so, um, like, as much as it's so wonderful when I get a really nice comment, it literally tears me down to get one mean comment sure. out of the hundreds of nice ones. Well, hundreds, like tens Don't obsess. of nice ones. No, it's just... Move on. I know, we got to move on, but it's just so... You're in like You're in the just, public eye and it's going to happen. Just uh, I know, I know it's going to happen. I do let it go. And a lot of the times I will laugh at it because it is pretty funny. Yeah. But uh, no, people just people just forget. Yep. They forget and they make terrible comments. And it's really it's really the maturity situation. There well, needs to be you, a lot more maturity. In nobody that listens to this is going to be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or Victor Lucas will <laughs> rain down <laughs> upon them. Rain down with his fist of fury. I, I don't know. Loof trousers my, and his loof I've trousers. I've got video game fingers. I'm not that tough. <laughs> too many too much screen time in my you life. You were telling me stories. You got punched in the face before. I, I used to. You can. You I, can I, I was a. a a tough kid when I was really young. <laughs> Hard to believe. There you go. You'll protect me. But I'm mellowed out. Anyways, Marissa, yes. awesome to have you in the basement. Oh, you know, awesome it doesn't smell that bad in here. Not too bad. We, we okay. are stinking it up, though. We are, yeah. yeah. Well, I've been letting some go. Have I'm you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Perfect. But they're, they've been silent, so I didn't feel the need to tell you. Josh is turning green. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Josh. Did you want to say Stitcher? <laughs> Stitcher! Okay. All right. We'll, Stitcher! We'll, we'll be back next and week. Thanks for listening, Mom? everybody. Mom! Make some meatloaf. And we'll probably, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> we'll probably uh, shoot for some video next time. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.